to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Real joy. Webster's defines joy as a very glad feeling, happiness, great pleasure, or delight. But these are only the expressions of joy. And we know the world has this real bad because they think joy is happiness. And so they always want to be happy. I can't tell you how many couples I've counseled where the woman or the man have said, man, I just want to be happy. Happy? What is happy? Happy is so relative. Happy is relative. There's been times when you were in love and you wasn't happy. Amen. So happy ain't no reason to be divorcing. She just don't make me happy no more. That's because she's competing with porn. She can't do what they can put on that TV, on that computer screen. Oh, I can't get amens in here. I just went too deep, didn't I? Yeah. He don't make me happy no more. Well, he's not your boss at work. Flirting with you and telling you how good you looking when you don't. You, knew, you should know he's lying. You saw yourself before you left. Now, wait a minute. You look, I love what you have on. Now, you know, you just, now, wait a minute. Something ain't right. You knew that was the devil. Amen. So happiness is relative, so we don't, we don't make no big decisions off being happy. The fruit of God's spirit, that is joy, is more than just a feeling. If it wasn't, then it would be contingent upon external circumstances and situations. But having the joy of the Lord is not based on external conditions, but rather based on what? Internal conditions. All hell could be breaking loose around you and you can have the joy of the Lord. It's not based on where, you, man, if it's based on where we are, we'd be fair weather Christians. Yeah, you don't base your marriage on that or you'd have been divorced a year after the wedding. Because happiness started ceasing in some areas. Amen. And you got you to gotta fire happiness back up. Sometimes you got to look at your husband and wife and find a reason to love them again. Hey, man, you know that sometimes you wish you had done something else. Because right. we're humans. It's right. times you just look, but why did I do this? You don't say it out loud. You just look like. <laughs> that's, when, that's when the gift of tongues should come in. <laughs> what did you say? There's no one here to interpret. So. I was talking to God.
That was an angelic voice. That was the tongue of angels. But we're not going to base... <laughs> we're not going to base our joy on exter- external stuff. First Peter 1 and 8. Whom having not seen, ye love. Speaking of Jesus. In whom though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy. What? That means you don't even have words for it. Full of glory. You can't see him. He's not there physically, but you still have joy. That, that proves that it's not based on what you can see. It's not based on circumstance. Even though joy is a spiritual fruit, it is totally subject to our spirit. When our spirit is attached to the Holy Spirit, the fruits of God's spirit are present and we are able to have godly joy no matter what our circumstances are. Galatians 5 and 25. If we live in the spirit, let us also do what? Mm, mm, mm. So the fruits of the spirit we're supposed to walk in. We learned last week that you can't even have love, real love, if you're speaking in tongues and prophesying and treating your brother wrong. That's right. Amen? That's right. That is not a sign that the Holy Ghost is there. Folks say, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Evidence just means proof. The proof of speaking in tongues don't mean you are filled with the Holy Ghost. I can go get a Hindu guru that'll out-tongue you, tongue come out and write words in the air. In smoke. More than a feeling, the joy of the Spirit is not a feeling that is piped into us by God's Spirit. The joy of the Spirit is not a feeling that is piped into us by God's Spirit. God ain't piping stuff into us because God wants us to operate on our own. He really wants us to have dominion. You understand what I'm saying? He's not trying to put strings on you and make you do stuff. We grew up where they told you that the Holy Ghost make you live right. They lied. The Holy Ghost will stand there and let you act a fool if you want to. Am I telling the truth in here? Holy Ghost ain't making you. Whenever something is making you do stuff, we already know that that is not God. God loves what he made and he made you independent. So you can accept him when you want to and reject him when you want to. Oh, I can't get amens on that. That's just, that, that's too scary for some people. They want to believe that the Holy Ghost has a leash on them. And when I try to go left, he pulls me right. When I try to go right, guess what he does? He pulls me left. <laughs> Where's the organ? No, he is not pulling you right or left. Now he'll sit there and say, go right and go left. But he can say go right and you can go left. But the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God is a guide. The joy from God is a guide in our decision making that puts us in position to be joyous. Wow. Position. Look at somebody say position. A position to be joyous. The very act of making a decision for Christ is the first step in acquiring God's joy. So when you accept Christ, you just put yourself in position to have joy. Y'all understand what I'm saying? This is going to make a lot of sense. Psalms 32 and 11. Be glad in the Lord and what? You righteous. And shout for what? All the upright in heart. So when we accept Christ as our personal Savior, it puts us in a position 
to experience and benefit from the joy of the spirit. Before that, all you had was happiness. And it was all based on what you did and what the people around you did. But now that you've come to Christ, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. You can still have what? We rejoice when we are born again because we get a fresh start spiritually. That'll make the organ start and all of us start shouting. Just because you got a fresh start because you knew you blew it the first time or the second or the third. Maybe the fourth or the fifth. Maybe you're working on the hundredth time. Got to give you a fresh start. Say, okay, we'll just, we'll just start you. But, you know, sometimes you got to deal with the consequences of all them restarts. I mean, you ain't going to restart with a new husband and a new family. I need a brand new start, so I'm leaving you. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about spiritually God can regenerate you, make you new, and you can get a fresh start. Amen? So we rejoice about this. We rejoice about this. But in order for joy to remain, we must allow God's spirit to guide us in our decisions. So you got that newfound joy of accepting Christ. Every time somebody say Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Pushing your shopping cart. <laughs> Running into stuff. Just Jesus. Just. We were on the bike trail the other day and a lady was playing and. K-H-V-N, wasn't you? Singing loud. Hey, and God. It's kind of embarrassing a little bit, but, you know, we let her have it. We let her have it. She said she have joy. But in order for that joy to remain, you got to make some good decisions now. So you got to use the, all of, look, somebody say all of the Holy Ghost. All. all of the Holy Ghost. Because if you start making bad decisions, it's going to start pulling on that joy. It's going to start pulling that joy down. It's not the joy's fault. It's your decision. Yes, yes, Don't do dumb stuff. I had a guy tell me one time, and he was a blithering idiot. He told me one time, man, you know, I, I quit my job because I just wanted to j- j- just pray and read all day. So he couldn't pay his, his, his mortgage, and so they were coming to kick him out of his house. He's like, and when stuff like that happened, you know what I do? It's like, dummy what? He said, I just ride down the freeway, man. I jump out of my car on the freeway and I dance and give God the craziest praise I can think of. He told me that. Don't you just work and pay the bill? That's not joy. That's ignorant. It's not even ignorance. It's ignorant. Few letters. I can't even give you all the letters. You're so dumb. On the freeway, pull over, jump out. So everybody, he said, I want everybody to see. You know, I'm crazy. So I'm like, so show me what you did. I, I, I mean, I, I want to see it. Man, I just got out the car and I just, ah, ah, Jesus. I'm sitting there like, this dude is crazy. He crazy. Are you a pastor of a church? I mean, this dude is crazy. I'm like, man, just pay your bill and work. You can't just come off your job and pray. But I was just telling you this because I was just wondering if I could hold something. That's what it was. That's what he told me. I was like, man, you better get out there and dance on that freeway. I ain't giving you nothing. Stomp. My people say stomp. So you got to make good decisions if you want to keep the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. When the Spirit is responsible for our decisions, then we can have joy knowing that it will work out 
for the good. That's the most important thing I'm going to say in this whole lesson. I hope you just absorb that. When the spirit is responsible for our decisions, meaning that the Bible said in all things, he said, acknowledge him in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. When the spirit and sometimes that's not God speaking. Sometimes that's your pastor speaking in his little microphone. Because it is God speaking through me, I believe. That's why you're here. Amen? So you're getting direction in here. You're getting direction in a lot of different places. You come to P31. My wife is trying to put nuggets that will save your life and change you. I know it's rough and it's going against everything you've heard, but you need to come. Same thing as the men's meeting. There's no way. There's no way you as a man are going to make it with just Sunday sermons and don't come here for, for the men's meeting. You need the camaraderie. You need the fellowship. You need your, look at somebody say, you need your brothers. Every woman in here ought to be pushing their husband to come to this men's meeting. You need to just be in there and feel the energy of all the brothers. Or you're going to lack. Amen. You need that. That's God speaking there. That's God speaking here. God is trying to direct you. He's speaking through his word. He's trying to help you make the right decisions. Because when you make a decision based on what he's saying then he's responsible. Did you hear that? He's responsible. Then you can have joy knowing that it's got to work out for your good. If he's responsible, you don't even have to look at the circumstance. Because Romans 8 tells us all things work together for the good of them that do what? Love God and what? Doing what he's saying you're called according to his purpose that means you're doing what he said then he takes responsibility so you go to him and say god you told me to do this and this is happening god will say oh just wait i know what i'm doing even though the circumstances may look grim it doesn't affect our joy because we're led by the spirit so no matter what it looks like god is speaking to me i'm doing what god said it's got to turn out look at somebody say it has to turn out right look at somebody say it has to work for my good are we just quoting these scriptures or do we, re- do we really mean them? Acts 2 and 28 says, Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. This is Paul talking about God has, uh, God's spirit has made known to him how to live this life. Decisions. Make good decisions. How to treat my wife. How to father my sons and daughters. How to build a family and change a negative lineage that was passed on to me. Y'all got all these benefits in ABC because this is what you're learning. You're learning all of this stuff. He's making it known to you. Why would you not benefit from it? I need the evidence. The evidence is in your house. Ain't in your tongue. You can say anything. But do you love your husband? Do you love your wife? Are you spending time with your children? Are you teaching them the ways of the Lord? Forget the tongues. Can nobody understand that? Let's see the stuff we can understand turn out right. Then you can worry about talking to somebody that speaks something else. Oh, I can't get amen. That's all right. That's all right. And this very joy acts as, I got to encourage my own self sometimes because y'all start looking crazy on certain parts. And this very joy joy acts as strength to endure the hardship until God's victory comes. So you're going to get his joy. You're going to apply it. He's responsible because you're operating the way he said operate. He's responsible. Now you need some strength to endure the hardships that come. Because, you know, hope keeps us joyous. 
in these circumstances because with God leading, it is inevitable that victory will come. So let's see what this looks like. You making decisions based on God's advice, what the scripture is saying, the things that God wants you to do. God is speaking through the man of God, helping direct your life. You got all the answers you need. All you have to do is apply them. When you apply them and you operate, he becomes responsible for you. Now, I don't know about you, but in my house, Victoria sleeps like a rock. I, I one up on you. Sabatha, her blood pressure is better than everybody's in here. You can check it anytime. I used to get mad at her. When I was sick and going through that whole thing, I checked my blood pressure. I mean, it looked like I was reading an oven temperature. I'm like, man, what is, I'm dying. So, it's this machine. It's broke. The machine is broke. She's laying there. I said, let me put it on her arm. I put it on her arm. Lance Armstrong blood pressure. I'm like, what? Live strong? She put it on me. I ain't putting it on you. Know. But God spoke to me and said, her blood pressure is like that because I take care of her. But she got a stress about it. I mean, she has stresses from some of y'all. Amen. But other than that, I mean, she, her burden is very light because I carry it for her. I care for Victoria. Jonathan, man, they sleep like rocks in the house. Something go down. I'm the first one up with my gun. You know I'm waiting on something to happen anyway. <laughs> just so I can use it. But they just sleep. Just, just knocked out. Doors can open. Alarm can go off. and Because they, they, they just know. Y'all understand what I'm saying? That's the way God is with us. When we are operating... And he's taking care of us and we know we are under him and he's responsible for us. What you worried about? He's got it. The only time you worried is when you got it. And it's messing with your joy. Some of you in here had two incomes going on and you heard all this creation roll messages and you done took your income down to one. And you at home homeschooling doing all the stuff you never thought you would ever do. You said you wouldn't do it. Now you're doing it so things are real tight financially, but you got more joy than you had when things wasn't. Am I telling the truth in here? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're like, man, look what God is doing. How is he doing this? So the joy of the Lord. Oh, well, the the scripture in Nehemiah, you know that scripture. You should know that by memory that the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the joy of the Lord is indeed our strength. And this joy is truly undefinable by words. That is unspeakable joy. God is in control. When we are led by our own will and way, then our joy is circumstantial. And we will struggle with the D word. Depression. Um, I got a big section of this in error, man. Just depression. Depression has no place. No place in the kingdom. None of you. Not a person in here that is blood bought by Jesus Christ supposed to be depressed. Depression is a byproduct, listen, of making the wrong choices in life. Period. That's what depression is. You've made the wrong choices. I guarantee you. I don't care what you're depressed about. We can go all the way back to where it started and somebody made the wrong decision. Every time the wrong decision is made. I'm depressed because when I was young, I was molested. Well, now you've been sleeping around. That's why you're depressed. When we put our desires ahead of God's plan for us, then we will struggle emotionally at times. Galatians 6 and 8. For he that soweth to the flesh shall what? Of the flesh reap 
corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. God's joy can be present even when situations are not our fault. Amen. There are people in here that's been raped when they were younger and they ain't depressed about it because God's got it now. They're not acting it out. The acting it out part and allowing it to make, uh, uh, make decisions and choices for you, that's where the depression comes. You can overcome it if you quit acting it out. Oh, I can't get amens in here. Man, you just haul off and cuss your husband out all the time and just cussing them out every time, cussing them out, cussing them out. And I sit down and talk to him. I'm like, why, why do you keep cussing your husband out? Well, when I was young, I grew up and shut up. If you know that much, you can stop cussing. That's my job. Let me go back in your childhood. If you go back in your childhood, then I know you're trying to play me. You're smart enough to know that that has something to do with how you were raised and you can change it. Did I just preach? You sleeping with everything with hair and teeth. I mean, everything with hair and teeth is turning you on. What is wrong with you? Well, when I was young, my uncle came in. Why are you blaming it on your uncle? You like it. Or you'd stop. But it's a demon. It's a demon. (laughs) When people tell me it's a demon, I know it ain't one. Because a demon don't talk like that. Now, if you tell me it's a demon, then then, okay. Come on, let's, Brother Will, let's, let, let's go deal with it. Let, let's go take it out. You know, but if it's your voice and your, your neck didn't twitch or nothing, you just, well, yeah, see, it's a demon. No, it's not. That's you. You need to stop. Amen. Don't let, look at somebody say, don't let folks play you. They will play you. Try to blame something on Uncle Rufus. That happened 50 years ago and you still a freak. That's you. That's what you want to do. Amen. You come to ABC and man, just listen to the word and change. Whenever I close my eyes, I see him. What happened to Jesus? I mean, can we put Jesus? Can you see Jesus? It's time to look somebody say, it's time to get over that. And you got sense enough to link them together. Then I know you got sense. And you can stop it. Amen. It's time for us to move on and make sure it don't happen to our children. You're still bringing it up and you got 15 and 16 year olds. What's wrong with your mama? Oh, what Uncle Willie did to her, she still. You done told your kids about it. That means you carrying it around as an excuse. You know what I'm saying? You, oh, I wish somebody would get this. And they wonder why you have no joy. People that have endured great suffering in the Bible had joy in the midst of it because they knew God was in control. This is the best example. Acts 16 and 25. Paul and Silas. Now, Paul and Silas wasn't just cast in jail. The Bible said they were beat until the flesh was falling off of them before they were thrown in prison. Said they had many, many stripes and then threw them in prison. And what do they do? The Bible said they still sang praises unto the Lord and had joy. And what did God do while they were praising the Lord? He opened the prison door and let them out. So you keep talking about the bad situation that happened to you. But if you ever figure out how to give God glory and put him in that place, he'll open that stronghold up and let you out. So you don't ever have to deal with that again. Oh, I wish I was preaching in here. That's all it takes. Are we going to use the power of God or are we going to just speak in tongues and prophesy? Are we going to apply the power of God to our daily lives so that it changes us for good? 
Are we going to keep the issues and speak in tongues? So we can impress somebody with our ability to speak other languages. But walking without joy. But when we are in control, then our joy is subject to our decisions and consequences. This is proof that we are guided by ourselves and not filled with the spirit. Either the spirit of God is filling us or we are full of our own way. Proverbs 15 and 21. Foolish behavior is joy to the what? But a man of good sense does what? Summary. Most church folks love to blanket their lives with the statement, God is in control. Don't you hate that? Obama win. God is in control. God put him in office. Did God really put Antichrist in the office? Oh, yes. So God is really one of the Antichrist leader. God is in control. You can't stop it. God is gone. God is. No, God gave us control. But when it comes to giving him control, they won't let go of their own way. God is not in control when we do our own thing. He allows us to have dominion and rule our own lives if we want to. The problem with this is that Christians are struggling with depression just as much as non-believers these days. Why are Christians on medication for depression? Postpartum, prepartum, all these depression pills. You fill with the Holy Ghost and one of the fruit of the Spirit is the opposite of depression. So then what are you filled with? He said, by the fruit you will know. <laughs> you don't have the fruit, we don't know. You can say God is in control all day long. But if he's not in control of your depression, then he ain't in control of you. The problem with this is that Christians are struggling with this. But if joy is proof of the spirit, then how can a person feel with the spirit struggle with depression? I'm just depressed. What are you depressed about? Why are you putting yourself in a position with your decision making to be depressed? Why don't you make better choices? If we do our own thing and choose our own way, then we are subject to the consequences of our actions. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes things happen. Amen. Sometimes things happen. Your husband may have just jumped up and left you. Your wife may have just jumped up and cheated. All kinds of stuff happen. But that doesn't mean you go into depression. You need to get before God and be like, okay, let me figure this out. Because if you come talk to me about it, that's what we're going to do together. We're going to figure it out. We need to go all the way back and find out where these patterns started. What you been saying. Amen. But we got to trace it back and figure out. Whose bad decisions led to this? Most of the time, it's both of y'all's. Amen. I can't get no amens in here. That's all right. We'll save that for the marriage section. This, in many cases, will forfeit the spiritual proof of God's spirit and, and show who's really running things in our lives. But if we desire to have the joy of the Lord, then we must be what? Led by his spirit and not our own. You want to mess your joy up? Make decisions without the Spirit of the Lord leading you. Well, these things are just natural. Yeah, but he said, in all your ways, acknowledge him. That means there's somebody full of the Holy Ghost that has a handle on what you're doing in the natural. That can help and advise you. You understand what I'm saying? There's a full of the Holy Ghost person that can show you how to do your money. Yes, yes, sir. 
Yeah, I know you want to say, well, that's, it's just natural, yeah, but in all, look at somebody say, in all your ways. Acknowledge him. That way you won't put yourself in a position to be depressed. Proverbs 21 and 15, it is a joy to the good man to do right. But it is destruction to the workers of evil. And basically evil, even though it sounds like a very scary word, it's not. It just means not right. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this lesson on joy. And we want to bear the spiritual fruit that is joy. God, I pray right now against depression, against failed marriages, against every area that the enemy is attacking your body. God, I believe, Lord, that you are sending this message as a cleansing and a healing time for the body of Christ. So, God, we won't struggle with what the world struggles. If we struggle with what the world struggles with, then that makes us no different than the world. We should have your spirit to keep us from being depressed. So I pray against every pharmaceutical drug, every form of pharmacia that is operating in your body right now, God, in the body of Christ, those that are taking all of this man-made alchemy and witchcraft and sorcery. God, we break the power of it right now. God, most of them can't hear truth. They can't retain truth because their minds have been blinded by sorcery and pharmacos. They've been, op- they've been offered up on the altar of Baal just by taking a pill. So God, we pray against depression right now and we speak joy. That the joy, your joy, joy God would fill your people so they can make decisions based on you. They can choose and make choices that highlight you. God, they can live a life that you are pleased with. And if you're pleased, you'll take responsibility for their lives. Lighten their load and their burden so there'll be no more depression. God, a doctor can't even diagnose depression. And if he can't diagnose it, we know he can't treat it. But God, you gave us a fruit of the Spirit to handle those times when we feel down. And I pray right now that your joy will be born in your people once again. Through your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.